Good morning, church. I pray everybody's doing well, that you had a great weekend. I'm excited uh, for this word today. I pray that it will bless you, that it will encourage you, and man, that it will sharpen you. And so I was thinking, like, you know, um, you know, God has led me down many places in my life, and I've led myself down many places. And often I was in places that I never thought I could get out of. But he helped me. He did it, right? I thought I was trapped. He gave me a key. And before you know it, I'm free. Okay? And so today is called Keys for the Trap because we're going to be talking about two different traps that I think we could all commonly fall into. And God has given us some keys to not stay in those places, to help other people get out of those places. And so I just pray that you would receive it today and it would be good. Okay, so let me pray for us and we'll dive in. Father, I just thank you uh, for keys that you give us in this life. Um, that even though the enemy tries to lure us into places and we tend to lead ourselves in the trap sometimes, um, that you help us not stay there. Um, that you always give us a way out of those situations. That in fact you use them to be lessons and opportunities to, to strengthen and grow us. And so I just pray that. Uh, we would all walk away sharpened today and just uh, to use all the resources that you put at our, our disposal and that we would, uh, man, just finish this race strong and just lift up your name and just live a life uh, worthy of what you have spoken over us. And so we just thank you for uh, the way that you love us, uh, for the plans that you got for each one of us and for the purpose uh, um, that you want to use us. We just are, are so humbled by it and, and so grateful for it all. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Keys for the trap. Okay. Today we're going to be in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15. And we're going to read three verses from there. Um, but, man, they got so much in it. And so I pray you will receive it. And it will just really man, just, uh, man, build you up today. So... Let's dive in. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting at verse 56 to the end of the chapter. It says this, For sin is the sting that resulted in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable, always working enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Mm, that's good. I like the way that ended. So, I was talking about traps, right? And, and the first trap I want to speak of is the trap of nothing. Okay, you're like, okay, that don't make no sense. The trap of nothing? What does even that mean? The trap of nothing. The, uh, well, for the past couple of weeks, you know, I've been talking about really pressing into the things that we do for God. And I talked about important things, right? We didn't want to just do good things. We want to do what's important. I talked about um, before the celebration, you know, the work and preparation that, that goes into it that we're being asked to do. And, you know, I think those are all things that God is constantly, you know, putting before us. Um, but often those things aren't the most glamorous things. So meaning a lot of people aren't always going to see the work that you're doing behind the scenes they're not going to see uh, all the uh man just things that god has asked of you 
And a lot of times when you're going through it and you're being obedient and you're like, okay, God, this is what you want. Cool. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Um, you may feel like it really doesn't have great value to it. Like there's not a lot of significance. Um, maybe you even feel like it's irrelevant to, you know, the things that God has spoke to you. Okay, God, you told me that I was going to do this in life or I know you're leading me to this place. What does this even have to do with it? It seems irrelevant. Uh, maybe some of the things that God is asking you to do, you have no interest in being involved in. It doesn't excite you. It feels like a waste of time. Uh, but you want to be obedient, right? So you're doing these things anyway. The trap of nothing. So the trap of nothing is when we allow what we see and what we feel to become of how we view ourselves. Does that make sense? Of how we view ourselves. And so Say you're doing something that God has asked you to do and you really feel like it's it's it doesn't have value, right? It's it's meaningless. You're wasting your time. So then as you looking at your life and you're looking at your day and you start to think, man, you know what? I'm just I'm not doing nothing myself. So you start to see yourself in the same way that you see that situation of God asking you to do something. So what you feel is nothing. You see yourself as nothing. What you think is useless, now you're seeing yourself as useless. And social media doesn't help because you look around and you're like, man, God's using these people to do amazing things. Like, man, God, I'm I'm trying to be used like that. I told you, send me. I'm willing. Um, but what you don't see is all the nothings that they had to do to get to that place. You didn't see that, right? You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Sometimes God's telling you, hey, man, I want you just to sit down and be, be chill. I want you to sit back. Wait for me. Be patient. And you're like, God, I'm not doing nothing. You told me to be patient. I'm being patient. You told me to wait. I'm waiting. You're like, man, God, what's the, what's the purpose, right? I get it. Don't fall into the trap of nothing, of, of believing that what you're doing doesn't have value. And so in return, you start to question if you have value. You start to question how important you are. You start to look at your life and feel like you're wasting your time. Because God hasn't used you in some miraculous way that you've seen other people be used. Man, that's for other people. The thing that God has for you is specifically for you. And he's only going to use you for it. Man. That's something not to lose sight of. And I, I want you to take away what it says in verse 58. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. That's the first key, church. It's to know. Know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. You might not feel uh, excited about it in the moment that you're doing it. But it's not useless. Now, you can do a lot of useful things apart from God, but when you're doing it for God, it always is going to serve something greater. When you know something, you don't question it, right? God tells you to do something, you don't question what he's asking you to do, you just do it. Okay, God, that's what you want, cool. When you know something, it doesn't take a lot of faith to believe it. When you know something, you're able to view it uh, from more than the perspective that was presented to you. 
So God puts this opportunity in front of you. You said, okay, God, this is what you want me to do? Cool. I'm going to open this door for this lady because this is what you asked. Fine. But what you didn't see is that somebody else was watching and God put it on their heart of how they're not being more kind to other people. So you never know the purpose that God has behind all these things. So don't fall into the trap of nothing, of thinking to yourself that you are nothing. Use the key. No. Know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. The second key that we see in that verse was this. Work enthusiastically. Work enthusiastically. Okay, God, you saying this was important to you? Well, now it's important to me. Man, God, thank you. You didn't have to allow me to be a part of this, but you chose me to. You asked me to. You could have used anybody else. You, you couldn't even, you could have just done it yourself. But you asked me, so you know what? I'm going to work with an appreciation for that. I'm going to work with the gratitude for that. You know what, God? I don't understand why you're asking me to do this, but I trust you. And I know that it has purpose. Use your keys. Work enthusiastically. Know that nothing you do for God is ever useless. Stay out of the trap of nothing. So that way, the way that you look at something, the way that you feel about something that God is asking you to do, uh, you don't allow it uh, to devalue yourself. You don't allow that to change the worth of what God's already said that it is. You want to know how much God said you're worth? He said he gave his son for you. That's how much. Don't fall into the trap of nothing. The second trap that I want to speak to us that we see is the trap of sin. The trap of sin. Verse 56, it says, For sin is a sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. The trap of sin. It's one of those chameleons. It just really is. The enemy will, will try to find man every way, shape, form possible um, that he can lure you into that trap of sinning. And it, sometimes he can give the appearance of being something that it's not. Sometimes he can give the appearance of it's not looking harmful. Um, it's not even standing out. It doesn't seem like nothing big. It could even look inviting, right? It could look welcoming. It could look like something that you want or to be a part of. Something that's worth it. But the trap of sin, it always results in the same thing. The only thing that sin produces is death. And by death, I mean our own destruction and driving a wedge between us and God. That's what sin produces. And, and sin is one of those traps that tries to really, man... Keep you locked in. An example of this is lust. Now, I know when we think of lust, we tend to think of like a sexual reference, like especially guys of lusting over women, of looking at them inappropriately and stuff. Um, but lust, the root of that word means to strongly desire something that you feel like you're lacking. So let's say you're not feeling love, um, you're not getting enough attention. You don't feel noticed. I mean, all these different things, right? 
that you could be longing for. And then somebody comes along and does it. They make you feel good. And that was the thing that you were missing. And so you long to stay in that feeling. So you go searching for more of it. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be you know, edifying and encouraging everybody. Yes, we should. Um, but what I'm saying, and you see this with social media, is you know, there's the like button, there's the hearts, right? And you start to see people do the extreme things because they're so obsessed uh, over trying to have that feeling um, that they feel like they're missing out on. When actually what they're doing is they're missing out on what they already have. Mm, that's the trap of sin. Of making you feel like you're missing out on something when the reality is you already have something uh, that sin can't give you. Mm. I love what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, you say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. I know a lot of people... Say, you know what, I'm under the grace of God and, you know, I, I know God's willing to forgive me for anything. And you are under the grace of God because of what his son Jesus has done for us. And God is willing to forgive you whenever your motives are right and you're willing to repent and ask forgiveness. Um, but the free will that God gives us, that gift that he gives us, it's not one to be used loosely. Okay, we just read not everything that is for you is good. In fact, it could actually be a trap of sin. In fact, it could actually turn you into a slave. Just like an addiction. Even though you know it's not right, you can't stop because you're just you you're you're addicted to it. You just keep doing it over and over and over again. That's the trap of sin. It'll have you in that place where you feel like you can't get out of, and before you know it, you're giving a, a false power to it. Uh, the Word of God says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Um, but the thing is, if you're so deep into your sin, you're so trapped into these sins, um, you forget your keys. And you have these keys over here that's going to unlock you, um, but you can't even recognize them. You forgot where you put them. You misplaced them. Don't misplace your keys. First key I want to talk about is found in verse 57. He said, but thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. But thank God, there's only one way to receive victory, and it's to be led by the victor. For us, that's Jesus. He's the reason that we don't live into the old uh, law, not having to sacrifice animals anymore. He died in our place. He made the ultimate sacrifice for us. So whenever we put our faith in him, when we begin a relationship with him, we receive what we need to overcome sin. And he left us an advocate. He gave us the Holy Spirit. And so we get to tap into that and help us overcome these things. Check out what it says in uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants you to do evil. Which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us the desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. So these two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation to the law of Moses. 
So we have the two forces and they're bumping heads and they're fighting, right? They're not only just fighting within us, they're fighting around us. Um, they're trying to influence us constantly. But uh, we saw that victory is in Jesus and he's the key, right? And he gave us the Holy Spirit. And when we let the Spirit guide us, we can overcome these sins and we can stay out of those traps of sin. And even when we do mess up, we don't have to stay stuck in that place. We don't have to keep repeating that thing. Uh, we can learn from it and grow from it. Amen. So if I'm ignoring the sting of my sins, remember, because remember what we read, it said, uh, for sin is the sting that results in death. So if I'm ignoring the stings, the sting of my sins, the convictions of my sins, uh, then I got a big issue. Then I'm trapped in that sin. But whenever I use those keys and, and I use Jesus and I use the Holy Spirit and he brings that conviction, I'm able to result that in repenting of learning from that mistake, of being forgiven from that mistake and turning from that mistake um, to not have to uh, continue to go in it, to not stay trapped in it. And I can help other people get out the trap. Amen. The second key that we see is in uh, verse 58. It says, so my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and be immovable. Be strong and immovable. I love that. Be strong. That's not saying that what's going on is not going to affect you or that you are always going to feel at peace. Um, it's saying, hey, I'm going to be relentless. I'm going to be uh, perseverant. I'm going to continue to press through this situation because God says I can be. Because when I'm weak, he said he's going to make me strong. So I'm going to be strong. I'm not going to allow this thing um, to take me because God has already got me. Amen. I'm in his hands. Being movable. That means, hey, you know what? I'm only accepting what the Father says. Everything else, man, they can kick rocks. I ain't going to pay attention to it. And I don't even care. If God didn't speak it, it doesn't matter. Amen. That's why your faith uh, being deeply rooted is so vital. Um, because it could be the difference between being pushed around by your situation or you pushed around your situation because uh, you're grounded and rooted in the word of God. Amen. So my challenge for all of us this week is to use our keys. Use our keys. Stay out of these traps. Uh, use what you know in the word of God. Uh, use what you've learned in this journey uh, uh, of faith in this relationship with Jesus. Use what you know to be true. Amen. Work enthusiastically. Find appreciation for what God has called you to do. Express the gratitude uh, for joining God in the work that he's asking you. Know that there's purpose in what he's telling you. Walk in Jesus. Walk in the victory. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. Uh, make you aware of traps around you. Uh, be strong. That's, you know, be immovable. Keep pressing in, church. Use these keys. The enemy's like, you know what, I'm going to trap them. I'm, they ain't going to be able to get out. Victory's already won. It's up to us to walk in victory. It's up to us to use these keys that God puts before us. And he's not going to force us to do these things. It's It's got to be our choice. But no matter what you're going through, no matter what your situation, there's nothing too great that God can help you in and help you get out of. It don't matter what the trap feels like. Uh, whether it's the trap of nothing, whether it's the trap of sin, whether it's some other kind of trap. It doesn't matter. 
because the truth is there is freedom in the Lord. There is freedom in the Spirit. There is freedom in Jesus. That freedom is already granted to you. And you can walk in that freedom. So use your keys. Let me pray for us. Father, I just thank you for your word. And I just thank you how it unlocks places um, that we can find ourselves getting stuck in. Um, that the enemy tries to trap us in. Um, that you declare that there are places that we don't have to remain in. So I just thank you for that truth. I pray that we would use the resources that you give us. Uh, that we would help sharpen one another. Um, that tools that have been useful in our journeys, um, we could pass on and be useful in other people's. And that we would never give up. Um, because we know um, that with you we don't have to. That no matter how great things uh, are against us, uh, they cannot compare to how great you are and how great you can move through them. And so we just thank you for that. Uh, we love you. Uh, we lift up things that we're currently going through to you. And we just pray that uh, we would just represent you well. And uh, man, that you would keep helping us uh, keep pressing on. So we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church. I love y'all. I pray this blessed y'all. I pray it all made sense. Um, hope you have a great week. I'm going to be giving out some names of churches. Um, not churches, other churches, but churches that this church is going to be called, whatever God chooses it to be. I've been praying a lot about it and been fasting. and So hopefully he'll bring us all on one accord and uh, we can just glorify him for what he wants us to do. But I love y'all and I pray y'all have a great week. Bye.